Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who are not quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Brian. I'm on the phone with Ashvin, and today is our one-year anniversary episode. Woo. We started last year. Oh, what's up, bud? Oh, I'm just saying woo. Oh, <laughs> I was like, did you forget what we were doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time we had a miscommunication. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, our first episode was 667, no, 6618. And yeah, this is going to come out on June 5th. So it's about a year. And to celebrate, we are doing an episode strictly driven by you, the listener and or people who are friends with us on social media. Um, we just posted a bunch of questions and you gave some great answers. So all we're going to do on this episode is just read your answers and maybe talk about them a little bit. And if you are feeling left out, dear listener, that you're not on social media and didn't see any of these and didn't get a chance to participate, depending on how this episode goes, we, we might do this again because I have a feeling this is going to be fun. Me too. Uh, if you're cool with, if you're cool with that, bud. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. uh yeah i guess without further ado maybe just go right into it you cool with that yeah let's do it okay if you're catching on people we didn't really have a plan so we're relying on you (laughs) all right so question one i think i'll go first ash and i'll read the twitter responses and then i'll i'll give it to you to read facebook all right so question number one that we posted was what is the first horror movie that you remember watching as a kid Feel free to let us know how you felt, who you were with, how old you were, how you feel about the movie now, etc. And one, our first response on Twitter was from Ryan L. Terry. He's at RLTerry1 on Twitter. And he said, I remember watching The Birds before any other. Have you seen that movie, Ashwin? I don't know that we've ever discussed that. No, I, I don't, you know, I don't think, I've only seen like one or two Alfred Hitchcock movies. That, that's one of his, right? Yep, it is. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds like a classic. Um, and like he, he does like really good thrillers, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got great movies. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually, I watched it quite a while ago, and I remember just thinking it was okay. I think I need to re, re-watch it through my more refined taste, hopefully. <laughs> through the horror lens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, what is that, a bunch of birds attack people? You got it. Nice. About an hour, though, of, like, build-up before anything really happens. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds really good. <laughs> Doesn't sound like your jam. Yeah, a lot of character building and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, also, Ryan Terry, is a, uh, he's our Twitter buddy, and he's a film critic and a professor of screenwriting at the University of Tampa, and you can check out his reviews at R-L-Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, realview.com. That's R-E-E-L. So check his stuff out there. Um, Masters of the Nerdiverse podcast, at mnerdiverse on Twitter, our other Twitter buddies, uh, says, and I think this is, I assume this is probably Mike G from their show. He says, my earliest horror movie memory wasn't a horror movie at all. It was Michael Jackson's Thriller. As a young kid, it totally terrified me. My mother bought the making of Thriller to show me the movie magic and that it wasn't real. I was a (laughs) horror kid ever since. I was very young at the time, but old enough to get the concept of terror. Rick Baker remains my favorite special effects artist of all time before before this video. Oh, maybe I, I might have transferred that incorrectly. He said, I look back at it very fondly and can't believe how well it still looks to this day. Gotta love practical effects. Wow. And I think, you know... 
when he said that, I was like, maybe that's the first like really horror thing that I ever saw too. I know. I'm actually really surprised someone said that because that, that's that's where my mind went to when I saw that question. It's like that's like the first horrific thing I remember as a kid is that video. It's, it scared the shit out of me, man. <laughs> it's still scary, man. I've, I've rewatched <laughs> it, it recently. Yeah. What was Michael Jackson thinking like doing that video? I, I think it was like pretty groundbreaking for its time, like that format of the music video. Yeah, I mean, and it was a big, a big production. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of effects, and yeah, it couldn't have been cheap. Yeah, like a whole storyline that like starts before the the video and everything. They go out on that date, yeah. and then he like slowly turns into that. Does he become uh, like a werewolf or something, or does he become a zombie? Um, he becomes a zombie. Wait oh. a minute. Yeah, he becomes a zombie. I think in the beginning, mm-hmm. they're watching a movie where someone turns into a werewolf. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think. Shoot, I got to rewatch that. Yeah, the special effects, whoever did that, yeah, I mean, they were pretty amazing. Yeah, they are. Um, and he was he was definitely a zombie during, like, the dance numbers. Oh, yeah. But you said whoever did that, and as as Mike mentioned for Masters of the Nerdiverse, uh, it was Rick Baker. He wow, has okay. seven Oscars for makeup. Wow. Oh he did uh, American Werewolf in London, which remains probably the best werewolf transformation of all time. Mm-hmm. Videodrome, Men in Black movies, the, the Grinch with Jim Carrey, The Ring, wow. a bunch of movies. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it makes sense. They got the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, good answer, Mike G. Uh, check out their their podcast. I listened to that one, actually. I like their show, Masters of the Nerdiverse podcast. Uh, the next one is from Whitney Danhauer. She says, oh, she's at wit, W-H-I-T underscore D-A-N-H-A-U-E-R on Twitter. Uh, she says, Poltergeist from 1982 when I was four. This was before the PG-13 rating existed, so it's only rated PG. I guess my parents thought it was a family movie. That scene where the guy peels his face off traumatized me, and this is where my fear of clowns comes from. Not it. (laughs) I forgot about that clown in there. Yeah, I kind of forget about that clown, too. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah, that might be one we we should have rewatched sometime soon. Yeah, I think maybe we should cover that pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Good idea. Um, Yeah. Have you ever heard of the uh, Poltergeist curse? No. What is that? There was like an E! True Hollywood story about it. There were just rumors of the set being cursed because of one reason or another. I can't remember all the reasons they thought it may have been cursed. Um, I think one of them was that the skeletons they used were actual human skeletons. Did they did they shoot it on like a sacred burial ground by any chance? There might be a story to that effect. I can't remember all the details. Isn't that um, like the Isn't that like the plot of Poltergeist? Is like the the house is I think built it on. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but two of the actresses who were in that movie died at young ages. Uh, Heather O'Rourke, who was the girl who says, who's staring at the TV, who says they're here. Mm-hmm. She died when she was only twelve, like very suddenly. Wow. And then Dominique Dunn, who I think was the older sister in the first one, died at twenty-two. She was oh, murdered. Okay. Wow. Oh, my God. There might be a and there were other there. Uh, actor and actress deaths, but um, I think the other two were more, more not expected, but I think the people were a little older and, and they were sick. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That sounds that sounds legit, man. It's probably something weird going yeah, on out there. To add to it, I was standing in line at a coffee shop uh, scrolling through my phone when I read Whitney's response, mm-hmm. and then at that exact moment, the people behind the counter started talking about Poltergeist. Whoa. <laughs> Are you serious? It was Yeah, and then I tweeted to her that that like, happened, and she was like, oh, they're probably talking about the curse, and I was like, they are! <laughs> and 
she was wow. like, yeah, they said the skeletons were actual skeletons. And I was like, that's exactly what they were talking about. It was, it was actually pretty creepy. Is this like breaking news or something? Like, did that just come out? Uh, this news that I'm sharing right now about me being in a coffee shop? <laughs> yeah, this is the first, <laughs> it's the first time we're hearing about this. This no. is the first time anyone's hearing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the news about no, that curse. I mean, it was just, just pure coincidence. Wow. Oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Next response, uh, Ray Strop at Hunger for Horror on Twitter. Um, and he's got a YouTube channel, Hunger for Horror. So check that out says race with the devil i watched it on tv with my parents and sister it scared me because the villains seemed like regular people and you couldn't tell who was evil and who wasn't i still find it to be a chilling film even today have you ever heard of that one Ash? i haven't heard of that no it makes me really interested though to see it yeah me too i think it was from the mid 70s mm-hmm. um i can't remember if i said so on the show but one of my greatest fears as a kid was like having a dream that people were not who they seem to be and then waking yeah. up and running to my parents room and having them like not be emerge from bed as different people yeah yeah yep. like still looks like them but something's wrong right so this kind of so, plays to that yeah yeah i get that one yeah good, good answer <laughs> <clears throat> okay so moving along first horror movie you remember watching as a kid um customer also customers also watched podcast that's a podcast where they review movies that are on amazon prime uh, they're at C-A-W-P, no, C-A-W podcast on Twitter. They said, American Werewolf in London. I was seven being babysat by my older sister who let me watch it. I still love this movie, but it's not my favorite werewolf movie. No trauma inflicted on me from watching this so young, but I'm dead inside. So that could be why. <laughs> dead inside. <laughs> that's good. I could do it. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. another one where Rick Baker is influencing the young minds of America. Wow. Yeah. What, what an impact he's had on a generation of kids or people, yeah, I guess. for yeah. sure. Pretty good. Uh, the Bingeables podcast said, My earliest horror movie memory is either Leprechaun or Child's Play. Scared me real good. I hid under the bed in broad daylight. My s- older sister was concerned. <laughs> and I think that's kind of common as a kid to see. If you see something that you've never thought of as being scary, made scary, like a doll or a leprechaun. Yeah. I think that can mess with you a little bit. That hits pretty close to home. That's like the last thing you want to see. You probably look at St. Patrick's Day a lot differently after that. Yeah. Uh, Jordan at Jordan Creates, J-O-R-D-Y-N Creates on Twitter. I don't know if people actually want me to read their Twitter Twitter handles, but I'm going to, so go follow them. Uh, She says, The exorcism of Emily Rose haunted me as a kid. I think I was nine when I saw it. One of my cousins convinced me to watch it. I've yet to see it again, but it'd be interesting to see how I'd react now. Hmm. Have you ever seen that one? I haven't. No, I remember being really interested in it, though, when when it came out. Like, I feel like early 2000s, maybe? Is that... Um, Yeah, early to mid. I actually just recently bought this in a bargain bin, but haven't watched it yet. You still buy DVDs from the bargain bin? No, I never do. And actually, I think we just got rid of a bunch of our DVDs, and that might have gone up out the window oh 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 so you had it on dvd yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but you, you never got around to watching it i never watched it. Mm. it um it's interesting too to see the the different age groups i feel like if that was jordan's first one she's probably a bit younger than us sure yeah yeah no i i i've, I've always kind of been interested in checking that one out it, it looks legitimate yeah yeah let's see that one sometime yeah this was a good exercise in just making me aware of 
reminding me of our noob status. There's a lot of movies that people mention that that we haven't seen or that I haven't seen. I know that was my reaction. Like seeing half of these is like, wait, these people have probably seen way more movies than we have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, we're Shit. getting there. I feel a lot uh, more educated a year into this than than I was before. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay. Moving along, we got a lot to a lot of responses, a lot of good responses. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, uh, Serbo Jangles at Serbo Jangle I I I says, for me, it was games. For some reason, horror films never scared me all that much. But when I started playing horror slash thriller video games at six with Undead Return to Castle Wolfenstein, that was what got me that and Doom one and two. Oh. Yeah. Did you ever play horror horror games, buddy? Uh, you know, I, I used to play Doom, and and yeah, like a lot of those characters, they they look pretty scary in there, like they're monsters and like zombies coming after you. Uh, so I, I could totally see how that that's pretty frightening. Uh, did you play those? I played a lot of Resident Evil two and Silent Hill when I was in I don't know like sixth and seventh grade. Yeah. And yeah, they were terrifying. I'd like shut myself in my room and turn out the lights and I was, my heart was pounding. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. We'd play those things like late at night and yeah, you're just, that, that, that's a pretty scary environment to be in. Yeah. And as Sir Bojangles made a good point about having control over the pacing. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's an interesting <laughs> thing when making the video game, you don't have to necessarily, I'm sure there's some pacing as to like, okay, well this room's a scary room. So the next room can be right. not scary, but you just you don't know what's coming and it's all it all depends on where you go and how long you wait to go in a room that you're dreading to go in yeah true true or like you're you're dying multiple times and so now like when you go you kind of know what to expect sometimes uh right, so right. I, I wonder if that could help resident evil had like a loading screen when you would go to a new room that was just a black screen with a door opening oh man. and it was just like <laughs> very suspenseful yeah <laughs> yeah i never played that one that's that sounds pretty spooky yeah. Uh, the game came out first and then the movies came out for Resident Evil? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the games came out in like 1997 or something like that, or probably earlier even. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique podcast, at Bitchin, B-I-T-C-H-E-N Boutique on Twitter, they say, I was eight years old on a sleepover when I saw The Pit and the Pendulum, the Vincent Price classic. This would have been 77 or 78. Even now, the moment when they reveal his wife had been buried alive, spoiler alert, <laughs> gives me chills. Just seeing a still from it, shudder. Wow. That's another one I've never seen. I haven't either, and you're like a huge Vincent Price fan, right? I know. I'll make you watch that someday soon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> uh, Sanic at, at I underscore am underscore Sanic, Sonic with an A, Says Halloween 2, I was seven years old and staying at my dad's house. Snuck into the living room after they were asleep and it was already in the VHS player. Was fucking terrified at the time, but it's one of my favorite horror movies ever. I've loved the horror genre ever since. Ha- I think maybe for next Halloween we should just do Halloween 2. I kind of agree. Like I, I feel like there's a lot of praise for Halloween 2. And uh, I'm kind of embarrassed that I haven't seen that one. Have you seen it? I have seen it, but it's been a long time. I'd love to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like last Halloween, we we did uh, the original plus the remake, but yeah, I feel like Halloween Two's probably got the remake beat. Oh yeah, I, well, actually, a lot of people there's mixed results, but a lot of people do agree that mm. a lot of people think it goes Halloween, Halloween Two, then this most recent remake. Oh okay, yeah, that's what I would imagine. 
Paulus Schleiss says, I can't remember the first horror movie I ever saw, but I remember the first time I wasn't allowed to see one. In 1973, my siblings went to see The Exorcist. I was 13. They were all young adults. I begged to go, but the movie was rated R, and my siblings and parents informed me that the law actually forbade me from laying eyes on this thing. I didn't realize till much later that the R rating would still have allowed me to go if I were accompanied, but they didn't let me in on that little loophole. When they got back, I made them tell me all about it. They didn't hold back. It sounded horrifying, and I was actually glad I didn't go. I didn't get to see it until 1978. I was a student at Kent State, and they were playing it in the auditorium there. A half hour or so into the movie, my jacket was over my head, and it stayed there till the credits ran. I literally watched at least half of that movie by looking at the screen with one eye through the tiny hole made by a stitch in the side of my winter coat. That is awesome, and that's not the uh, only awesome response we'll get about The Exorcist. And Paula is the co-host of Ohio Mysteries Podcast. You can find them on Twitter, at Mysteries Ohio. And I was a guest on one of their episodes. I think it's called The Berlin Lake Murders, episode 25. So check that out and check out their podcast in general. I really like listening to that one. Um, Cooking with Grief podcast, at Cooking No G with Grief says it and i have no idea why (laughs) i was like six years old my parents never let me watch anything vaguely scary and then for some reason they sat me down in front of it they even used to tease me afterwards with they all float down here because apparently love is cruelty (laughs) hopefully he's not talking about the new it's right (laughs) no i think the original and i think we we chatted and um they said that they weren't too traumatized to be into these new ones and they're excited for part two yeah yeah uh, I, yeah, I remember being kind of scared of Pennywise as a kid because I, I think my brother had the book and, you know, the, Stephen King's books are so big, like it's hard to even find the scary parts in them. But, um, yeah, th- th- there's was something like really haunting about, uh, the, yeah, the TV show, right. That, that they had back in the day and then, or, or like that, that TV movie and, uh, and, and the story itself, I guess is pretty creepy. Yeah. I've never read the book, but yeah, that the, uh, original movie was, was scary to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think they released it in like mini tv movie miniseries type that's what it was yeah a miniseries yeah right uh okay man well for question one that's all the twitter responses thanks everybody that those were all awesome i feel like a lot of them make me relive my childhood like sneaking into a room (laughs) and um oh there's an awesome answer on facebook that that makes me think of just i want to be that kid as a kid but i'll I'll let you read the uh, facebook answers to this one all right cool yeah well uh you know we have some overlap with the facebook answers but uh starting from the top uh our good friend here in chicago kyle who uh had recommended one of the movies we saw this year um what was that one called where within the oh interior interior right yeah i can start with an i um so his favorite horror film or not sorry not earliest horror film uh was when his babysitter let him watch critters when he was four uh he says it terrified me so much that i wouldn't play outside for two weeks uh my family still makes fun of me to this day for that now i love critters and critters too mostly for nostalgia reasons but they're also fun creature features um i yeah i've never seen this have you yeah, that's, I think that's a big hole for us. We need to fix that. We they actually critters. did a, Shudder did a TV series on Critters this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that supposed to be any good? Uh, I heard I heard mixed reviews, mostly slightly underwhelming. Yeah, that's interesting that uh, Shudder's putting out TV shows on old movies. Um, but yeah, this yeah. I, I'm guessing this was like 80s era, maybe like around Tremors and stuff like that, and Gremlins maybe. 
Yeah, yeah, they that, were from the eighties. That you were filming. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'll have to check that out, man. Uh, and, then, and then someone you said uh, they had also watched it while their sister was babysitting them, right? Um, was it Poltergeist or something? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The babysitter is a common scenario. I know, which really bums me out because I feel like I never had babysitters growing up, and like I'm thinking about all these scary movies I might have missed out on had I had a scary uh, a babysitter. Just, I did not watch any scary movies with my babysitter, but they watched MTV all day, and oh, I'm pretty happy about that. That's where you get your great taste in music from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then our good friend from uh, San Francisco, Elliot Thomas, um, he just posted a picture of Leprechaun saying that he didn't sleep for a year after seeing the commercial with uh, that guy, which that's, that's fair. I, th- I think they did make him out to be pretty creepy. Yeah. Did you, I don't know if you ever saw Wayne's World 2, but it was a running joke that Garth Algar was terrified of the Leprechaun movies. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I, I, I missed that reference. That's good. <laughs> uh, remember how, like, there's that one Leprechaun movie that, uh, the, the, which one was it? It was, like, Leprechaun in the Hood or something, where, like, it ends with him, like, rapping on stage. Uh, that rap is so bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's funny. Uh, yeah, how you take, like, the scary concept and kind of uh, franchise it out like that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kroc, uh, he said, uh, I really have no idea, but my closet guess would be Nightmare on Elm Street. That or Piranha. Uh, I didn't see Piranha. Did you see that? Uh, I saw Piranha 3D, but I've never seen the original. And I think you said closet guest. And it was closest oh, guest. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my closest guest. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's his typo or yours. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> I, just because just I'm standing uh, in a closet. <laughs> a closet that's on my a, Yeah. <laughs> closets on the brain <laughs> yeah um matt's actually a good friend of mine from high school we've we watched a lot of horror movies together freshman oh, cool. year freshman yeah. sophomore year high school nice did you guys watch a nightmare on elm street together or was that probably past that point i can't remember all the movies we watched the only one i have a distinct memory of is this movie called i think it's called ice cream man with clint howard ron howard's brother oh wow it, it's like a really shitty b movie from the 90s i think oh wow okay yeah. yeah, was, it, was that, that any good? <laughs> Not that I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know his brother was an actor. That's wild. Um, cool. Well, then uh, Jill uh, on Facebook says, uh, Chucky and way too young. My cousin and I slept over at my aunt's house, and we cons- convinced them our parents said it was okay. Uh, it was shocking. I, I guess as a parent, like if you see a film cover with like a doll on it, maybe you assume that it's a kid's movie. Um, it yeah, was, yeah right? maybe. We talked about that in our Child's Play episode. It was rated R, though. Oh, at that time they did have R rating out? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, they, I mean, they've always had R rating, but it was the PG-13. Oh, right. They, the PG-13 was out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was shocking and terrifying for us. Um, not sure, maybe uh, around age seven. And we had to watch Willy Wonka to fall asleep. I rewatched it maybe 10 years later and saw how dumb it was. But I was scared of dolls for the longest time. Uh, yeah, I, I think we kind of felt the same when we watched it, right? Like, it, 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 I, I don't know, I, I forget how we reviewed it, but did it feel kind of dumb to you in, as watching it as an adult? I think we liked it, and I think you, uh, I think you said you were a little bit scared in some of the scenes, oh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel, <laughs> I, I feel, I feel like the, the, the way they made up his face looks pretty realistic the whole time, and uh, that, that part kind of scared Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, man, 56 episodes in or whatever we are, I'm starting to, uh, things are starting to blend together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forget which ones we liked and didn't like. Uh, My response to Jill was, uh, 
Willy Wonka is more frightening to me than Child's Play. <laughs> that's true. Those Oompa Loompas, <laughs> that's, it's like that puts any doll, any uh, Chucky doll to shame. Yep. Yeah. Wild. Uh, and that grandfather, God, he's so so old and sad. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of terrifying. <laughs> I know. More depressing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Christy on Facebook says uh, Jaws. Uh, and she's still scared of sharks even now. Uh, I think this was one of the first films, or I, I think you and I watched this together. Well, this wasn't one of the first films that we saw together, was it? Or of the horror movie this club? Was not, this was not one of the first movies that we watched together, but this was the first movie where we're like, you know what, man, let's let's do this. Let's like call each other up, watch horror movies, and like have a uh, discussion and, and keep track of how we rate them. Yeah, so that movie was like a turning point in our relationship. So yeah, you were uh, you and your wife were over staying with us for Halloween, and Joseph and Amy, who have both been past guests on the show, were here too, and we all sat down and watched that movie. Yeah, or, you know what? I can't. Yeah, th- I think they were here. I, I know they were here that Halloween. I can't remember if they watched the movie with us though. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were there. Yeah, and <laughs> Joseph was the fancy man. We also tried to watch. Um, oh, what's the name oh, of that movie? Was now? it was it Black Sabbath? Black Sabbath. Yeah. And uh, your wife hates horror movies, so does mine. But as soon as the first scary thing in that <laughs> movie happened, your wife was just like, what the <laughs> fuck? And got up and left the room. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I think she thought it was going to be okay, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty tame. but Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that one. That was a good <laughs> anthology. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, cool. And then uh, Adam on Facebook says, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, a classic. In my small town, we still have a drive-in, and they would show old movies sometimes, along with the new films when I was a kid in the 80s. Anyways, my friend's house overlooked the drive-in, and he could get the station on the radio where he lived. Wow, that's awesome. You probably got to see a lot of movies then. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I spent the night at his house, and we sat on his balcony with binoculars and watched it. I was six, and he was eight. It was awesome, as my dad got me into horror movies early on, but my mom had strict rules. That's got to be a fun one to watch as a kid. I, that, that one's actually kind of legitimately scary, isn't it? Yeah. So actually, this is the comment I was talking about where I was like, I want to be that kid, like having a friend <laughs> next to the drive-in. I know. Uh, that almost sounds like the beginning to a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go to your friend's house by the drive-in and you see something you shouldn't see. Yeah. But, oh, man, I think Texas Chainsaw is pretty hardcore. I mean, to, to, for that to be your first horror movie, that's pretty intense. I know, I know. That's kind of like... Starting at like the top, it's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, um, but I've read and heard that it's really not that bloody or gory. It's sure. just kind of the uh, most of the carnage and and gore is hinted at. But I remember just feeling like disgusting and like I needed a shower after I watched that movie as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's gritty. I, th- I feel like that's more like what gets under you and like what's going on in the basement and even like his mask. It just yeah, it feels very dirty and like. Uh, Pretty pretty uh, unsettling. Yeah. Um, I, I think the remake was kind of garbage, though, from what I remember. Do, do you remember watching that one? I never saw the remake. Oh, okay. I think I might have had Jessica. A, a part of me has shied away from that movie and and similar movies, but I think I need to uh, I need to get over it and, and watch some of them. Yeah, it kind of belongs like that. I, it was then like House of Wax come out around the same time, and it was also uh, a remake or so. Um, I feel You're like talking about... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there were like two or three movies around that time where they were just trying to bring back these classics and they got like all these like young uh, actors and actresses to, to do it. And um, I don't know, 
Is it, they all kind of like hit the same note. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't see a bunch of those, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, not, not a very exciting time for horror films. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, great, great, great answers on, on Facebook. I feel like, yeah, all, all these are so like nostalgic and pretty, um, uh, impressionable as, you know, as a, as a, as a first horror movie to watch and really kind of defines, yeah. yeah, your, your craving for it. Your yeah. Answer. And I noticed across the four questions we asked, we got a lot of, a lot of Jaws, a lot of, um, Poltergeist, mm-hmm. Child's Play, Leprechaun. Yeah. 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 Similar movies. Um, I we didn't discuss this beforehand, but it seems like common sense that we should answer these for ourselves as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what's your favorite? Uh, or what's the first movie you remember watching? So I had no idea what it was, and then I was screwing around on Netflix, uh, and I was going to watch a movie because we didn't have to watch one for the podcast this time around mm-hmm. this week. And I noticed they had Gremlins, and I started watching, and I was like, "This is the first horror movie I ever saw." Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, I had a, there was a year or so in kindergarten or first, I think maybe kindergarten and first grade, my parents dropped me off at this woman's house who just watched a bunch of kids. And I think I was the oldest one there. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, like two VCRs. So they would play a movie and record it. And they were doing that with Gremlins. And I think I, like, I can't remember if I snuck into the room by myself and watched it or if I watched it with her husband. Her husband was like paralyzed from the waist down and he like sat in his, in his room and watched a lot of TV and I think yeah. he was I was kind of buddies with him because I was the oldest so um, he, he may have like just let me sit there and watch it with him did, did you find it like pretty scary when you saw it for the first time? I yes and no I, I do remember being pretty haunted by it um, but I, I remember as a kid I would constantly draw pictures of Gremlins and when I got a little bit older I watched Gremlins I owned Gremlins 2 on VHS and watched that over and over again oh, yeah. I think that one was a little less Less scary, even. I mean, the first one is jokier than I remembered it being. Yeah. But as a kid, it, it felt scary. I know. I, I rewatched that like a year or two ago, and is yeah, the the first one like it's pretty funny. Like I love how uh, the, the jokes in there. It feels like kind of campy, and like they're kind of like playing on that genre, which is fun. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, and two. Yeah, I think you're right. That's like the one where they're in New York, and everything's just like bigger budget or something, right? Yeah, and I think it gets even sillier. Like there's a gremlin who's. Oh, I can't remember like who he's imitating, but they like speak and they are imitating celebrities and yeah, it, it leans a little bit harder into the camp right. the comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Right. Yep. What about you, man? Do you remember yours? Uh, you know, I, uh, my mind went to thriller, uh, too. And I was, I was also surprised someone else put that in. Um, like I, I remember like we used to go to someone's house and, and they had like MTV and they had recorded a uh, thriller onto VHS. Um, only one VHS player though. They didn't have the two going. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I remember just like watching it being really freaked out and then asking to watch it again and then being really freaked out. And my parents just like wondering like why I kept doing that to myself. <laughs> and so it got to a point where like we'd go to their house and I'd ask to watch it and my parents would just, uh, say no or like, you know, yeah, they, 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 I think they just realized I couldn't handle that video anymore. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was rough. But I, the, the other answer I was going to give was a uh, Dumbo, which is, it isn't really a horror film, but man, that movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah. The, uh. Oh, what are those things called? The crows? <laughs> no, the um. Oh, there's a song. I want to call them Oompa Loompas because we were just talking about Willy Wonka, but uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is embarrassing. We'll, we'll keep moving on. Maybe I'll think of it later. But yeah, that that was a frightening movie. A lot of Disney movies are frightening. That's I remember true. being scared of Fantasia. Yeah, yeah. Some of those old ones. You're right. Uh, they they were like pretty dark and grim. 
Yeah. Um, pretty, yeah. Um, it's funny. I feel like adult horror fans have this, like, period in their childhood where it was, like, masochistic. Like, you were terrified, but you just kept watching. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Like keeping yeah. yourself up late with nightmares. Yeah, I know. Oh, I remember another one that could have been a contender for first movie I saw. I've actually been trying to figure out what this movie was. It was like a vampire movie that a friend's dad was watching on one of the movie channels, and I caught some of it when I was over his house. Mm-hmm. And I, it traumatized me. I like opened the shower curtain when I entered the bathroom for the next year. Wow. Just to check. Yeah, was I, was, it, I was legit scared of that one. Was it like Fright Night or like Interview with the Vampire or anything like that? Probably not interview. No, it wasn't Fright Night. I I have no idea. It's probably something obvious, but vampire movies aren't actually a genre that I I love too much. So yeah. I haven't dug around enough. I need, I need to watch more. Yeah, yeah. One curious. day I'll find it. So there's a vampire in the shower. That's that's the clue that we know. I don't think there even was a vampire in the shower in the movie. <laughs> it just seemed like the natural space that it would occupy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense if you're a vampire to hide in a bathroom. I mean, usually they don't have windows in there. It can be dark. Um, so it seems pretty ideal. Somebody may have cut themselves shaving in the shower so you could get oh, a little yeah. snack. Yeah, natural, natural feeding ground. Works, <laughs> works done for you. Okay, man, you ready to move on to question number two? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so question number two, what horror movie semi-traumatized you as a grown adult? A movie that gave you nightmares, stuck with you for more than a few days, etc.? Uh, so I'll read the Twitter responses. Again, our buddies mastered the, the Nerdiverse podcast. And thanks to a lot of you answered like all four of these. So that was good. I appreciate that. Um, so Masters of the, of the Nerdiverse says, I got to say, Hereditary stuck with me a few days after seeing it. Yes. I haven't had a horror movie affect me like that in quite a while. That's my favorite horror film in the past five years. Easy. Yeah. Can't, can't argue with that. I think. I don't think. <laughs> Mike G is alone there. No, yeah, that movie was so like unsettling, and it, it it really stuck with you, like those image, the images at the end. It's wild. Yeah, and just like the drama and the f- like torture that the family went through not not literal torture in the torture porn sense, but just yeah, yeah, what the family went through. Right. It was it's a traumatizing movie for sure. Uh, Cocktail party massacre podcast at CPM Horror Pod on Twitter says session nine. Remember that one? Yeah, vaguely. Um, that's like where they're at like an abandoned um, prison or something. I think it was like an old mental hospital. Oh, yeah, right, right. I think there might be like a toxic waste team or like a uh, hazardous waste team like going in and clearing it for the so it can be reused. Or I can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. That's exactly kind of what the plot was. Um, yeah. I remember that being creepy. Yeah, I remember that being really good too. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Um, and Amy, by the way, I think I mentioned this before, but Amy was a final girl contestant on their podcast. She did an episode with them on Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead, and she just did another episode with them on a movie called The Children. So hmm. check out Cocktail Party Massacre. They have a great show, and uh, you can listen to Amy, who guested on our episode on Night of the Demons. So, next response, Whitney Danhauer says, Jacob's Ladder. The tone of that entire movie bothered me so much, I've never watched it again. <laughs> That's a hole for me. How about you, buddy? Never heard of it. I'm, I'm intrigued, though. Uh, I think it's about a guy having flashbacks from his time in Vietnam. Hmm. 
I may be way off on that, but I think that's what it's about. But that's that's another one we need to see. Yeah. Um, ben Deal at Real Deal eight five nine just says Poltergeist for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. You know, I'm surprised that that traumatized someone as an adult, but but it's a scary movie, especially mm-hmm. if you're afraid of supernatural stuff. Right. Yeah. All all the mention of Poltergeist. I mean, I feel like there's something in there worth watching again. Yeah, we we definitely need to rewatch that one. Yeah. Um, the Blood Buddies Horror Podcast. They also know Amy, but um, I don't think she's ever been on their show. They're at the Blood Buddies on Twitter. Um, I listen to that show. That's a really good show. I would recommend it. But it's a group of four friends, and they said Chris, one of the hosts of the show, hers is probably hereditary. It shook her to the core. Yeah. Yep. I think I think you're not alone. <laughs> um. Andrew at Happy Hell Night says the movie itself not so much, but the kill tapes in Sinister, specifically the pool scene, really disturbed me. The tapes were just so minimalistic, realistic, oh, minimalist, realistic, and unsettling. You've seen that one, right, buddy? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of forget the the scenes though that he's talking about, but yeah, that that was actually a pretty good movie. Maybe that's one we should uh, hit up again. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. I've I've yet to see that. Oh, all right. Yeah, there I'll was a period of like six months where you and I were on like a hiatus before we were actually recording this, and um, I think you watched that in that time, and I, I yeah, didn't, I didn't see it. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, the kill tapes thing. It makes me think of a movie called Eight Millimeter with Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that movie about? I think it's about him like going through like a snuff film. Right? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a disturbing movie. Yeah, yeah. From what I remember, I saw it pretty young. Yeah, no, I, I think that was pretty pretty crazy. Um, the customers also watched podcasts, said, certainly didn't traumatize me or give me nightmares, but Aronofsky's mother definitely stuck with me for a little while after watching it. I felt so tense or frustrated in a good way while watching it. Truly a visceral movie and also a very divisive one. I have yet to see that one. Same. But I, I mean, it makes With, sense. Oh, um, uh, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, right? Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, yeah. That's kind of Aronofsky's jam. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, that's kind of like the way I feel about Requiem for a Dream. Like he just does like really disturbing films. Um, we watched Re- Requiem for a Dream over and over again in college. Are know. you serious? I don't know why. <laughs> oh my god! I love that movie. It's a beautiful movie, but yeah, it is gut wrenching. Yeah, it is. But I, like, yeah, I just don't get how you watch it uh, over and over again. It, yeah, it, it's tough. Um, is that one that you'd be interested in seeing sometime? What's that? Mother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd do that one. All right. Maybe we should get around to it. I think we're building a list for, for year two here. Yeah, I know. This is pretty good. Yeah. Um, those are all the Twitter responses. You want to read the Facebook ones? Sure. Yeah, so on Facebook, um, same question. What horror movie semi-traumatized you as a grown adult? Uh, Christy says, I wasn't a full adult, but older... It was Poltergeist. On a school night, did not sleep well, and very tired the next day. So that's that's another one. Man, I think Poltergeist like takes the award on all these questions. Yeah, I think Poltergeist may have the... Ugh. If I had more time, I should have ta- done some tallying. But yeah, I think Poltergeist is, is number one in, in terms of mentions. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's already been mentioned like three or four times already. So uh, yeah, pretty, pretty good one to throw in there. Um, Jill, uh, a good one here. The Strangers and the original Saw... And yeah, I, I feel like the strangers at least sticks with you and saw like just some of those like really painful scenarios that people are put in. Those, uh, those, those are pretty tough. How, how did you feel about those? 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. And did I already mention that Jill's one of my our closest, well, probably our closest friend here in Asheville. Um, oh, okay. Um, and I was having a conversation about this one day on our back porch before we even put these questions out there. And she just said, like, the home invasion thing is is just super scary to her. And I yeah. agree. And I think Strangers is, is terrifying. Yeah. And also, like, the senselessness of it. Like, you never really know their backstory, like, why they're even there or why they're doing that. Uh, that, that part was brilliant. Yeah, that does make it more terrifying somehow. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. Crazy. Um, Adam on Facebook says, well, not myself, but one of my best friend's brothers was a paramedic when the original Exorcist came out back east. He and others were basically on standby as many moviegoers had to go to the hospital. We just watched this one, and I think we read, uh, were, were there like some headlines about that? Like a lot of people having to get taken out, having seizures in yep. the, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that that's a real thing that happens. Yep, he actually um, he posted some a link to some videos that I think are on the Onions AV Club. So if you probably Google Onion AV Club Exorcist reactions, mm-hmm. like newsreels from the time that had videos of people fainting, and they were talking to the movie theater employees about having to have smelling salts on hand and stuff. It was it was crazy. I think in our exorcist episode which will be confusing because it will come out after this one but i think we were kind of doubting like you think that really happened but yeah sounds like it did i almost thought it was like a pr stunt because uh, I, I it was exorcist and i feel like there's one or two other ones where they were saying that uh, like people were so scared that they had to be like wheeled out of there or something but i i, I guess i mean if, if a paramedic is saying it that must be legit that's wild. yeah so who is that adam yeah that was adam cool thanks adam for those links i, I watched some of those videos they're pretty cool Wow. <laughs> uh, cool. And then uh, Brett's on Facebook, The Hills Have Eyes 2006. Horrifying. Um, I think uh, this is the one where something funny happened. Did we try to watch this one? There was one before we, when we were just doing this for fun and not recording, we got on the phone and each started talking about different movies. I was talking about Hellraiser and you were talking about the original Hills Have Eyes. Oh, that was the original. And then yeah. about five minutes in, we realized... <laughs> We had no idea what each other was talking about. Yeah, it's just hilarious. It took us five minutes to figure that out. <laughs> but uh, this, the remake, I think, is in the same era as some of those other really bad remakes you were mentioning. And I've heard a yeah. lot of people say that it's it's very good. Yeah, this might be one of the standout ones. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe worth a, a visit. Yeah, maybe we should try to tackle the original one first. Or we can watch. I can watch that on my own as homework, and then, and then <laughs> sure. we'll do the remake. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty um, cool. Uh, Brett is a friend of mine from college, so hi, Brett. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. And then Matt on Facebook says, The Blob. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I never heard about this movie. Are you aware of it? Yeah, so I asked him, I was like, wait, the original or the remake? Because I don't think of The Blob as scary. Uh-huh. Um, but he said the 80s remake, and he told me to watch the uh, phone booth scene on YouTube, and it it was pretty scary, actually. Really? What What's the premise of The Blob? It's just this giant blob that just is all consuming. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like a, it was a like a 50s uh, creature feature type thing. Yeah. That's a little cool. hokey, but not a terrible movie. I've seen the 50s version, but uh, yeah, it was remade in the 80s. Cool. So the 80s version uh, sounds like it's a good one. Yeah, sounds like it. All right. I'll just check that out. Um, cool. Yeah, that's that's all the answers on Facebook. Cool. Uh, what, what about you? What, what uh, as, as a grown adult... What's been your most uh, traumatizing viewing? 
Uh, one time, me and Steve Markley, who guested on our Misery episode, um, go by Steve's novel, Ohio, we watched a Japanese movie called Audition. Have you ever heard of that one? I think so. Yeah, uh, is that with the is that with the the girls? Uh, sorry, which one is that? I think it's like a dude who's auditioning women to date. Oh, okay, okay. Somehow, I feel like maybe well. he's like a wealthy or famous man. I can't remember the yeah. plot too well, but it's just really gory and gross, and I just felt horrible after watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so kind of like a like torture porn kind of scenario. It was a little torture porny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, how about you, man? Uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I would also probably say like a torture porn film, uh, just because like yeah, you see some gross stuff that like you never want to see or can't get out of your mind. But outside of that, uh, I was gonna say like the, uh, the first paranormal activity kind of scared the shit out of me. Like uh, I'd, I'd be scared of like the dark for a few days, or like be looking at it, or, like seeing if something's moving in the dark. Uh, I I just thought yeah that one kind of just stuck with me for a while. Yeah, supernatural movies, paranormal can they can really scare me. Yeah, I, I don't know whether or not I believe in that stuff or not, but just the fact that it could maybe be possible somehow <laughs> makes it even more scary. Yeah, that there's this off chance of possibility. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was why that interior movie kind of stuck with me a little bit too. Oh yeah, they did a really good job of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, those those kind of like home film, uh, you know, something in like a normal house happening, uh, kind of like I, I guess Saw, but Saw is you know, not supernatural, but yeah, it just, just kind of hits close to home. Yeah, yeah. Okay, man, ready to move on to question number three? Let's do it. All right, question number three, and I think people answered this a variety of different ways. It was a little bit open and for interpretation. Uh, what horror movie do you have the strongest emotional connection with, either due to themes, characters, or just plain old nostalgia? Nostalgia. Tell us all about it. Uh, so JD Oliva at JD underscore O-L-I-V-A said, The Exorcist. It's still the most intelligent horror film ever made. The themes and motifs still ring true. And I think JD is a co-host of a podcast called Superheroes Speak Podcast, which I haven't listened to yet, but I'll have to check that out. Okay. Um, again, yeah. we just recorded an episode on The Exorcist that isn't out yet. I don't know that we felt quite as highly of The Exorcist, so... Yeah, um, right. And now that I'm hearing all these people talk about it, I'm like, oh, I wish we had that episode back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it sounds like it was impressionable. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's a good movie. You can't deny it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely like uh, has its spot on. Uh, it is like one of AFI's top films, right? Oh, uh, no, I don't think it's in their list. Oh, although it, if I don't know if they recently came out with a new list, maybe it's on there. Um, it won an Oscar though, at least, right? It did. Yeah, it's one of only six horror movies um, nominated for Best Picture. It won many Oscars, but I don't think it won Best Picture. Oh, okay. Um. God, I already forget every. Just listen to our episode on that in like two weeks, <laughs> a week yeah. or two. <laughs> Reference feature episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ray Strop says the one that had the greatest emotional effect on me due to my young age when first seeing, and the brutal reality of it is the original Last House on the Left. I always feel like the evil of it sticks to me so badly that I can't wash it away. Very effective, but depressing. I have yet to see that movie because I'm honestly a little too afraid to watch it because I don't want to feel the way he's describing because <laughs> yeah, I, know I know I will. I know. That one just sounds rough and disturbing. It's going to yeah, be a hard, hard one to watch. Yeah. 
Uh, Ryan L. Terry says, although I count Jurassic Park as a sci-fi horror movie, I won't pick it. So I'm going to go with Psycho. I first experienced and became connected to this film through the Hitchcock attraction and film set um, for Psycho 4, I think, at Universal Orlando. It's been a favorite since. Nice. That's and super- to give context to that, uh, Ryan is he's a film critic, but he's also a theme park critic. So he hangs out at those theme parks a lot. Wow, so that's jealous. awesome. Yeah, what yeah. a cool job. Uh, that's two for Hitchcock. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah, oh, and right. actually, you know what? He was the one, Ryan was the one who said The Birds. Oh, okay. It was the first horror movie he saw. Yeah. Cool. Um, and he actually has an article um, defending the case for Jurassic Park as a horror movie on his website, <laughs> uh, com. So you could you could look that up on there. That was a fun read. Yeah, no, it's, it seems like a legitimate... Uh, I, yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Makes sense. Yeah, I can buy it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Masters of the Nerdiverse podcast says, the horror movie that continues to have a strong emotional connection with me is Candyman. Something about the rhythm of that movie gets to me every time. Between Tony Todd's stellar performance and the themes of social awareness and modern folklore always gets to me. Mm. Nice. Um, we we need to cover that one soon. Margo, our friend Margo, actually <laughs> requested that a long time ago, and we like... Kind of and forgot, so yeah. <laughs> we owe her one. We're kind of dragging on that one. Yeah. Uh, customers also watched podcast said Pinhead is my spirit demon. So a Hellraiser fan. Mm-hmm. A lot of people seem to have a strong connection to that movie. I I, I like it okay, but um, a lot of people love it. I think um, I think Mike G from Masters of the Nerdverse podcast actually really likes that movie too. Oh, okay. Right. Um, okay, Senior Scary at Senior Scary Jerry, J E R R Y, says Poltergeist, another one. Poltergeist and the plight of the Freeling family is so emotional. The stress of loss of a child and complete loss of control and helplessness against something so otherworldly was devastating and terrifying. Their guttural screams get me every time I watch it. Yeah. Uh, and I think Senior Scary has a film blog at SeniorScary.com, so check that out. Yeah, we 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 really have to uh, cover Poltergeist <laughs> this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a must. Yeah, uh, Whitney Danhauer says Jaws hands down. I was entirely too young to watch it, but I remember loving that nervous feeling I would get when the music would play. It spawned my love of horror. I I don't think she's alone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a uh, a thing. <laughs> the guy who wrote Jaws, I think felt pretty badly about the fact that he turned the world against sharks, essentially. And I think he founded some sort of um, conservation group or, or some sort of group that would give positive attention to sharks and um, wow. and help them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I meant to take some notes on that when I saw that response and I totally forgot. So he just had a, he had I fumbled through that because I don't know the, the whole story, but yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because I mean, like, that changed. Like, people were just like, oh, yeah, sure, sharks, they live in the water. And then all of a sudden, like, everybody was terrified that the, the sharks would eat them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they started hunting them down. Yeah. Yeah. That they would sense. get caught up in a tornado and be flung at them. <laughs> Man, sharks have had a bad time in Hollywood. <laughs> um, Cocktail Party Massacre podcast says the OG Night of the Living Dead. I've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. This is slash was a Linus Blanket movie for me. 
Linus, the character from Peanuts who always carries around a blanket. Yeah. Um, I watched it whenever I needed comforting. I used to put it on at night and it would lull me to sleep. Hmm. I think a lot of movie buffs do that. They they have like a fall asleep movie. Did you, did you ever and have it, that? Uh, a horror movie that you fall asleep to? Or just any movie. Oh, um, no, I don't think I did. I, I don't know if I ever... Yeah, no, I, I never had a movie that I'd fall asleep to. Did you? Uh, I think I had one by default. Um, my ex-girlfriend used to watch When Harry Met Sally over and over again, and I think occasionally we would just fall asleep to it, put it on at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one I feel like you could probably easily fall asleep to. I don't know about a horror film, though. This guy's saying Night of the Living Dead is one. Yeah, I mean, Night of the Living Dead's so old that it has some a decent chunk of, of slowness. Um, that's true, yeah. A lot of slowness throughout the movie, so I could, I could see that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you'd have like dreams about like uh, zombies and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, bodice tipplers at b t i p p l e r s on Twitter. They're a podcast about trashy romance novels. Say the Fright Night series. I was too young for super scary movies, so Fright Night was kind of like Fear Street books in that way. They were a getaway. I remember oh, yeah. in Fright Night Two, Alex saves Charlie, and that resonated with me that she was the girlfriend but got to be the badass hero. Yeah, uh, that was a yeah, good one. I, I could totally see those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, being kind of like a comfort type thing. Um, did you ever read those yeah. Fear Street books? Uh, I didn't read the Fear Street books now, did you? Yeah, I read them a lot. I have a feeling, I feel like they were maybe geared towards girls. Um, yeah. But I don't, I just remember the main characters were always were always like teenage girls, now that I think back oh. on it. But, but maybe I'm wrong. But I read a lot yeah. of them. Oh, okay. Um, those and goosebumps. Skanky. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, was it was it was Fear Street Arl Stein or who? Fear who Street was Arl Stein. Yeah. Oh, it was oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was like the offshoot from uh, he had the Goosebumps as one franchise and then Fear Street as the other. Yeah, I feel like Fear, Fear Street was maybe the next generation. So maybe oh, okay. they weren't targeted towards girls. Specific. Gosh, I hope I'm getting all this right. I think they were R.L. Stein, R. L. Stein and, and geared towards um, like teenage girls, but yeah, they might have just been for everybody. Um, sure. Well, obviously, they're for everybody. I'll stop talking now. <laughs> Scampy. Uh, at Scampy Spyro, S-C-A-M-P-Y-S-P-I-R-O, says, Psycho and its sequels because Norman is the greatest cinematic, cinematic character ever, horror or otherwise. Something about his villain-slash-victim duality has always captivated me. And, of course, Anthony Perkins is hypnotically good in the role. Yeah. he yeah. Gosh, he was great in that. Um, yeah, no. Gets under your skin. And, dude, we I think we spoke disparagingly in another episode about Psycho 2, just saying, like, oh, we'd never seen it. I can't believe they'd make a sequel. It probably sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've seen more and more. I've seen a lot of love for that movie on Twitter. Um, wow. Yeah. All right. Then may, yeah, maybe we need to see that one. Yeah. Actually, I chatted with Scampy about it a little bit, and Scampy says, Psycho 2 is criminally underrated. I think some people automatically dismiss it because Hitchcock wasn't involved. But sure. it's so well-crafted and takes the story in clever directions. I love it because, among other things, Norman gets to be the main character this time around. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Boobies and Newbies podcast at Boobies Podcast 
says, hands down, The Descent from 2005. I don't oh, know if I've man. ever seen a horror movie that's treated female relationships more realistically. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that one? I did. I love that movie. Yeah, that was, that was a great one. It's like it's kind of underrated. Yeah. Um, the Blood Buddies podcast recently reviewed that one, and I feel like they felt it didn't necessarily hold up. So I'm, I'm extra interested to see it because I, I don't know if I will love it as much as I did originally or, or if it will mm-hmm. feel dated. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a fun one to rewatch. Yeah. Um, you know, I, well, a long time ago I had an idea for doing this test on every movie we watched called the Bechtel test. It's like a uh-huh. um, a test to see how prominent a wim- like women's roles are in the movie. And it's three things. First, there are two named female main characters. Second, they speak to each other. Third, they speak to each other about something other than a man. Uh-huh. And it's crazy how few movies pass that test. Wow. Uh, still, like, I feel like uh, maybe in the last few years, like, I feel like that trend would have gotten a little better. It's gotten better for sure, but, yeah, you, you'd be... I mean, the average movie, unless it's, like, specifically, like, a Ghostbusters reboot or something like that, where you're like, okay, like, this is a bit of a women's, women's mm-hmm. movie, or, like, they're clearly trying to, to make the woman... A big deal that it's an all-women cast, like... right. The average movie does not even come close to passing that test. Wow. That's great. It's called the Bethel test? Bechdel, B-E-C-H-D-E-L. Oh, okay. Bechdel. Cool. But The Descent surely does, just to add yeah. to her saying that they treated female relationships more realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All Things Dream at All Things Dream on Twitter says, probably The Woman. Lots of emotions tied to that flick. I had mm. never, I've never heard of that one. I haven't either. The Woman? Yeah, it's from 2011 with Pollyanna McIntosh. Interesting. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, Nick Emel from Tennis Podcast at Nick underscore Emel, E-M-E-L, says, I know the series went on too long, but the original Saw had such a huge impact on me. Also, It. Mm. Yeah. It's another movie that's been popping up a lot. The the new one, you think, or is it the original? I think the original. Oh, the, the miniseries? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I think people, I think Saw has almost become a butt of jokes because there's been so many of them, but it's easy to forget how good and how groundbreaking that first one felt, at least seeing it when, when it came out for us and whatever age we were. Yeah, yeah, like early 2000s. I feel like while we were in college, it came yeah. out and, uh, yeah, I think it kind of like took torture porn into like kind of a more like mainstream direction. Um, oh, it sure and did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it had a lot of promise. It was like pretty uh, smart, actually, right? Yeah, I, I felt like it was smart. Like looking back on it now, it's it's easy to poke fun at it, but it felt smart at the time. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I guess like when you had so many installments, it kind of got watered down the novelty yeah. of it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for the Twitter one. Were there many Facebook responses for this one? Uh, a few on Facebook. So our friend Kyle, uh, his is Poltergeist too. He says. My parents had recorded it on VHS off of HBO or something, and I watched it over and over again as a kid. It was creepy, had a great score, had some cool uh, Giger designs? Uh, Giger designs? What designs? Uh, Geiger designs? G-I-G-E-R. Oh, Geiger designs. I think he might be a special effects dude. Oh, some cool Geiger designs. I can't remember his full name. Okay. Uh, it wasn't until I was in my teens that I finally saw the first Poltergeist, which is way better film. Poltergeist 2 is shit, but I love it. So it sounds like it was like just pretty impressionable for him uh, to yeah. watch it that time. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt says uh, Monster Squad just because I made Prince rent it innumerable times from the local video store. I haven't seen that one, have you? Yeah, I didn't see it till I was an adult, though. It's kind of a kid-friendly horror movie. I thought it was pretty charming. Yeah, okay. Um, it's 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 kind of like a, a fun one? Yeah, yep. All right, I'll have to check that out. I haven't even heard of it. Um, yeah, but th- th- that's it on Facebook. What, what about you, man? What's uh, What's been your strongest emotional connection with the film? Um, you know, I'm actually going to go with a pretty recent movie. It follows for me. Um, mm. It takes place in this, like lower middle class the middle class neighborhood outside of detroit and i feel like it really captures the way friends hang out like it's like college age kids and there's just a lot of time with them sitting around with each other like trying to pass the time yeah um and for some reason it just hits home with me and it's a a male character and three women and it reminds me of this neighborhood that my aunt still lives in and she babysat me a lot as a kid and mm-hmm. she has two daughters, and it was them and my sister. So it was me and, and three girls, and it was just, I don't know, it just reminded me of sitting around their neighborhood and killing time. And then I had a friend in high school in that same neighborhood. I just, it that street was like a big part of my childhood, and that movie just reminds me of that street. And I think it captures a part of like childhood and young adulthood where you're just sitting around being comfortable with people and not necessarily... Yeah doing things or even talking that much it's just like the comfort of friendship and and that movie comforts me for that reason it's I, that is a movie i probably could fall asleep to yeah they do a really good job of uh who, do you know who the director is for it follows i cannot remember the name of the director but we need to do an episode of that one that i think that might be my favorite horror movie <laughs> yeah yeah i know it's, it's such a good one uh and of like the newer ones i think it's like one of the best and yeah the pacing uh you're right it does like really capture like childhood like things it's not even like a very fast movie like things kind of move along at a slow pace but kind of builds and yeah the nail like the not nostalgic element of all of it it's pretty good yeah how about so you man a fun one um i wanted to go with uh i think i really liked uh scream uh like that, that whole franchise when it came out um, it just kind of made scary movies like a real like kind of fun thing for me uh, versus like it's just it wasn't something you have to be scared of but you can kind of like engage with it and have fun and I, I just thought like uh, Nev Campbell and, and the opening with Drew Barrymore like uh, it just um, I don't know I, I, it kind of felt like it really captured like the time we were living in of like late high school or whatever and uh, it just kind of made it made like horror feel like more accessible and um, and like kind of like that you could have fun with it and it didn't have to be like all uh, gore or like all kind of like traumatic or anything so nice. uh, I yeah that one like I, I feel like I really bonded with that film nice yeah that's a good one yeah uh, okay I guess on to question four this is the last question boy this might be our uh, one of our longest episodes ever yeah I know <laughs> breaking some records <laughs> clearly everybody can do a better job of podcasting than we can because <laughs> yeah. they're making the show they're giving us this much good content yeah. um okay so the question is what horror movie subgenre is your favorite and why ray strop says supernatural because they tend to be the scariest mm. i think Agreed. i might agree yeah uh cash nickel at creepy cash creepy underscore cash on twitter says i'd have to say probably crazed backwoods killer hillbillies at least at the moment hmm. i do yeah, not that's... agree i i, I think it's just because it's it like honestly disturbs me <laughs> so like it's very close to home for you 
Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I respect that answer, Cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you like that subgenre? We don't watch that in uh, any of those movies. Would you put like Strangers in that? Or is that more like um, Stand By Me? Is that what the other one? Or no, sorry. No. no uh, what's Stand that? Uh, what's that movie in Southern Ohio? Uh, Deliverance? Oh, Deliverance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that in there? Uh, yeah, I would count Deliverance, Deliverance, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills Have Eyes, etc. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard to relate to, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess for you, that's, that's close to home, but yeah. Yeah. Um, JX Dill. Oh, I forgot to write down the Twitter handle there. Sorry, JX Dill. Um, my favorite horror film subgenre is post-apocalyptic dystopian, and I'll be happy to reveal why on the upcoming episode of Test Pattern Show discussing Omega Man and Soylent Green. See what I did there? Mm. <laughs> so check out JX Dill guesting on the upcoming episode what just of Test Pattern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's a genre like I feel like I used to hate, but, uh, I'm starting to appreciate it a little bit more. What are, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I like it. It, it's become a little bit overdone in modern times. Those are both old movies. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like it. Um, I have not seen Soylent Green, but Omega Man is a Vincent Price movie that you might actually like. Maybe we'll watch that one sometime. Cool. That Omega was Man was the, uh, the I Am Legend movie. Oh, the original? I'm Legend. Yeah, I think okay. it's the original one from the I Am Legend book. Got it. Okay. Um, let's see. J Jonah Jameson at J underscore Jameson J A M E Y S O N says, "I like haunted house movies. Slow buildups like burnt offering offerings. Mm. Also love the <laughs> creepy kid genre. Ooh. Um, yeah. I, I, feel I think like haunted you, house movies. We should probably see burnt offerings." I, I don't feel like I've I've seen enough haunted house movies. Uh, that that yeah, that, that's a good one. Burn offerings. Uh, I don't know. I've I've heard good things about it. It's from the mid seventies. That's probably why you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, again, yeah. revealing how many holes we have. Uh, so thanks <laughs> exactly. everybody. Yeah, appreciate it for giving us some homework. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mondo at Blink Bomber on Twitter says, uh, "I guess I'll call it interdimensional horror." Stuff Ooh. with time travel and alternate dimensions like The Caller, Coherence, Triangle, Hell, even Project Almanac, and Happy Death Day to You. Matter of fact, True Crimes has been recommended to me more than once. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Mm. I haven't heard well, of any of those movies except Happy, Beth- Happy Death Day. <laughs> I was, was going to say the same thing. <laughs> wow. What a, what uh, he also went on in the comments to say the, he liked The Void, so I think he counts that in that category. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I So that helps that. me understand a little bit more. Yeah, he can kind of draw a line between Happy Death Day and The Void. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And Mondo is the co-host of Thematic Elements Podcast, so check them out. They've got a great show. The Film Flamers, another great podcast, um, at The Film Flamers on Twitter, says, Holiday horror is a fave of mine. Doesn't matter which holiday, but a good Christmas horror movie is something I'll never say no to. And I asked a follow-up question of the favorite Christmas movie, and he said definitely Gremlins, but Better Watch Out was recommended to me last year, and I absolutely loved it. It's a must-watch for sure. I Mm. think we've mentioned that before, um, buddy, that Better Watch Out. I think we've brought that up. We should check that one out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, that looks like a fun one, actually. Yeah. 
Bodice Tippler says, I'm a sucker for a well-done found footage movie to actually scare me, but I adore horror comedies, especially quirky ones. I think Crush the Skull is a treasure. Wow. Uh, I haven't heard of I've that. I've never seen Crush the Skull. I think that one was from, that's from the 2010s at some point in time. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a fun one to watch. Yeah. We're, the, the list is ever growing here. Uh, Masters mm-hmm. of the Nerdiverse says, this is a good, oh, this is a good one, like this is a good question. I would have to say that it would be gothic horror for me. I love the sense of dread and as- atmosphere that is set and it lingers throughout the films. And I yeah. asked for a favorite and he said I have to go with either the 1963 version of The Haunting or Alien. I know it sounds strange, but I consider Ridley Scott's Alien more akin to gothic horror than science fiction. Hmm. I could get that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The uh, spaceship's kind of like the, like a cold haunting castle, and it does have like an atmosphere of dread throughout the whole. Yeah, thing. I never reviewed it in that lens, but that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool way to think about it. Mm-hmm. All right, good job, good job, Masters of the Nerdiverse. Uh, Drunk yeah. Netflix reviews at Drunk Netflix on Twitter says zombie, no doubt. Everybody loves a good zombie movie. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whitney Danhauer says, I love a good creature feature. Probs because of my love of Jaws. And I'm also oddly fascinated by body horror, but not like mutilation type body horror, the kind where people or things start to transform into another creature. Damn, these are like oddly specific. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's got pretty specific and different tastes. So this is this is a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cocktail Party Massacre podcast says, I think slasher is my favorite subgenre. Unless foreign horror counts as a subgenre, I think maybe it could. They all have their different style, or they a lot of them have a similar style, as we've talked mm-hmm. about in the past. Yeah. Um, he says least favorite action horror, specifically video game action horror. <laughs> is yeah, Resident they've Evil? done a bad job converting those movies to uh, or those games to good movies. Is like Doom and Resident Evil. Doom, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Oh yeah. I think there's a few more. Mm-hmm. Andrew. Um, at Happy Hell Night on Twitter says Slasher. It was always the one that fascinated me. I don't know if it was the final girl overcoming the killer, how cool the teens were, or trying to envision what I would do. And neither of us is a huge fan of slasher movies, but I think it's because there's there are some great slashers, but there are a lot of bad ones, and we tend to watch too many bad ones. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, that's it for Twitter. You got some Facebook responses for that one? I feel like there was only one for this one. Yeah, I think just one from Matt on Facebook. Uh, he says, sci-fi, the best genre, often deal with the big questions about humanity and our place in the universe. By the way, you should review Under the Skin. Um, true about sci-fi. And I think we watched Under the Skin, right? We did, yeah. I think we liked it, didn't love it. That, um, that yeah. one was pretty, very highly stylized and very strange. Yeah, it just felt like we were way ahead of its time. This is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, for, pretty weird too yeah um, yeah and that was one of those movies that you don't necessarily like it but you you admire it yeah yeah exactly um what's what's your favorite genre oh you know i typically think supernatural and paranormal because as race drop said i i do think they tend to be the scariest for me mm-hmm. um but i really do love horror comedies that that might actually be my <laughs> my real favorite yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't see many good fun. comedy movies anymore. I feel like they've stopped making good comedy movies, so now That's it seems true. like horror comedies are the best comedies. 
Yeah, and horror like lends itself very well to comedy. They both like utilize like the element of time and uh, like pacing and everything. I, I feel like it's very similar elements that make a good horror movie a good comedy movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think some of the uh, the comedians who have been making, or the people from comedy backgrounds who've been making horror movies lately, have said have said such in interviews. Like, oh, a lot of it's about timing and the unexpected. Yeah, yeah, the like Quiet Place, Get Out, all those guys. The uh, Halloween, yeah. latest Halloween. Uh, who's that by? Oh, man. I can't remember the dude's name now. Okay, but someone from the comedy area? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Just thinking on that dude's name, and I still haven't remembered what those creepy things are from Dumbo. <laughs> the Dementors. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm sure people have, like, screamed into their into their listening <laughs> yeah. devices many times during this. During all our episodes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. I think I think that's about it. Those were all four of our questions. So, yeah. Thanks so much to all of you who participated. That was awesome. That was some solid content. Maybe one of our best episodes of all time. So we're so happy to <laughs> have you listening and or interacting with the show on social media. Um, I think Ashvin, I speak for both of us when we've had a blast doing this show and. Hopefully we've got another great year ahead of us. I think maybe we should try to do this a few times a year too. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we learned a lot and we like build a huge watch list based on what everyone else has seen and we haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. We build a watch list, learn a lot, get to interact with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe there's even a few people who interact with us on social media who don't listen, who will listen to this one episode. Yeah, exactly. Decide they hate us. At least we've given them a list of other good podcasts they can listen to. True. Yeah. Hey, Brian, one, uh, one fun thing I did. Uh, so you used to track, I guess, our score uh, for the movies that we've been watching. Um, I, I don't think it's there for like the last maybe like five or six uh, on, on that spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been slacking. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I took an average. Uh, and any guesses what your average review has been of the movies we've watched in the last year? Uh, 3.3. Ooh, that's close. Uh, 3.13. Um, okay. Yeah, pretty good. Three point one. So right. you give homies three point one, and I'm pretty close. I, to you. I'm at I'm at two point nine. Two point nine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I like horror movies, and you kind of I'm, do. Yeah, I'm like almost there. I'm not like Who knows? Maybe by this time next year, we'll be in the solid like upper threes, B area. I think selfishly, we watch a lot of movies we haven't seen yet, and I think sometimes we haven't seen them because. <laughs> They're just not our cup of tea, so we haven't sought them out. Yeah, yeah. There's like a reason we haven't seen these movies. Yeah. Yeah. But totally. I think recently we've started to do ones that we that are big movies in the hopes of getting more people to listen to those episodes. Yeah. So I think yeah. we've had some more more positive reviews lately. I think so. I think so. Or at least we're pretending to like them more, which is like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anything else before I start to wrap things up here? No. Nope. All right. Well, it's been a great year. Thanks to those of you who um, who have listened and to those who typically don't listen. Um, maybe give us, actually for anybody who, who we read your answer on the show, it would be awesome if you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Um, and again, for those of you who do listen and aren't on social media, hopefully we'll do this again sometime and, and maybe we'll just drop it on one of our episodes so you can get a chance to, uh, you can get a head start on the social media folks. 
Uh, thanks again to everybody, and thank you, Ashwin, for participating in this with me and being my buddy. And Ashwin edits every single episode, everybody. So thanks to you for that, Ashwin. They all sound great, and Ashwin does the theme music, which also sounds great. So appreciate you, all right, Thanks, man. And yeah, and, and thanks uh, to you. I mean, I feel, I feel like this was all uh, the whole inception of this idea and this podcast was yours, and it's been a lot of fun. I feel like we've seen a lot of movies that I probably never would have seen. Um, but it's kind of cool to be one year into this and have, have uh, this experience. So great idea and good, uh, good, good job uh, leading this podcast. Yeah, man. And I think we talk to each other more now than we did when we lived in the same city. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> there's someone you're feeling disconnected with. Just start a podcast with them. <laughs> and, and pick any topic at random. You, have, you obviously don't have to be an expert at them. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. In, in lieu of our uh, normal, formal clothes, I'll just say say that. Until next time, if there's a friend that you feel disconnected with, go ahead and start a podcast with them. <laughs> it's working out well for us. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later.